Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. The Little Mermaid, Part 2 The prince stood on his balcony, looking out at the sea, willing himself to remember every tiny detail of her face. But the sun was behind her. He did not get a good look. Despite this, he knew her. She was his destiny. But how could he find her? He had searched far and wide, but it was as if she had vanished into thin air. Every day, he rode his horse down to the beach by the seaside town where he awoke to see her face. He walked the streets of the town. Perhaps she had lived here, or perhaps she had been visiting and would soon return. But she was never there. The prince sighed and turned in for the night, just like every night, thinking of her. Meanwhile, the little mermaid swam toward the witch's dwelling. Soon, She came to a place where no flowers grew, no fish dared enter, and no light shined. The whirlpools sat before the entrance. They swirled and swirled so angrily they would snatch everything within their reach and pull them down to the deepest depths of the sea. She threaded her way between the whirlpools, dodging each one's pull, and then finally... She was on the other side of them, at the gates to the witch's lair. It was a long, circular tunnel, which the witch called her peat marsh. The little mermaid started her journey. It was so dark, she could barely see. And when she was inside, suddenly, hundreds of little glowing eyes were upon her, She stopped and saw that they were not eyes at all, but little lights. The witch's doing, of course, for she knew the little mermaid was coming. Now there was no turning back. When the mermaid reached the end of the tunnel, she came to a forest. It was quite strange, for all the trees and plants were what the witch called polyps. Half animal and half plant. They had long, slimy arms and beady little eyes that held your gaze, willing you to come closer. If they grabbed hold of anything, they would never let it go. The little mermaid was terrified. She summoned every ounce of courage she had. 
she gathered her hair and bound it closer to her head so that the little polyps could not grab it, crossed her arms over her chest and swam like a fish through the forest, darting between the polyps that stretched out, longing to grab her. Before she knew it, the little mermaid was through the forest and had come to a large clearing. Huge water snakes slithered about, their yellow eyes glowing in the darkness. A house sat in the middle of the clearing. It was made of bones. And just outside sat the witch. She too was a mermaid, but her tail did not shimmer. She had been punished by the sea long ago for her misdeeds. Coral and sponge covered her fins, weighing her down so that she could no longer swim, but only hop about, confining her to this place she had found after being banished. A toad sat in her hand as she fed it. And so she arrives, said the witch. I know why you've come. You are a fool, my dear princess. But not to worry. I shall help you. You want to be rid of your fishtail and walk among humans? You want the prince to fall in love with you? Yes, replied the little mermaid. <laughs> then you shall have it. I will make you a potion that you shall drink at sunrise. It will change your tail into what humans call legs. It will be swift. Everyone who sees you will say you are the most graceful being they have ever seen. For you shall keep your gliding movements. No dancer will ever come close to treading as lightly as you. And at sunset, upon the fifteenth day, you shall make a choice. Go back to the sea or remain on land forever. If you choose land, you shall never be able to return home. You shall never see your family again. Do you understand? I do, she replied. The little mermaid was not without worry, but she persisted. And now there is the issue of my payment, said the witch. What is it? You are widely known to have the sweetest voice in all the sea. I want it. Give it to me, and I shall give you my potion. But, but if I give you my voice, what will be left of me? Your elegance, your kind eyes, and your pure heart. This is all you will need. Then take it. The witch came closer to the little princess, and with one snap of her fingers, the mermaid's voice was gone. Then the witch handed her the potion. In a small glass bottle, clear as the purest water that shined like diamonds. Take this, 
And if the pollet should try to grab you as you leave, just spill a drop of it on them, and they will not touch you again. The little mermaid nodded and made her way out of the witch's dwelling. The polyps took one look at the glowing bottle in the mermaid's hand and shied away in terror, for they knew well what this was. Soon the little mermaid made her way out of the forest, the tunnel, and past the whirlpools. She looked upon her father's palace. They must be sleeping, she thought, for all the lights were snuffed out and morning was coming. She blew a thousand kisses toward the palace and then left for the surface. The sun was beginning to rise just as she reached the prince's palace. She hoisted herself upon the dock and dragged her tail as far as the palace steps before drinking the potion. She fell into a deep slumber. The sun rose and the little mermaid woke. She opened her eyes and saw the prince staring down at her. She smiled, and he smiled back through his frown. Are you all right? he asked. The mermaid remembered her voice was gone and simply nodded. He offered her his hand and led her into the palace. You look so familiar. Where do you come from? he asked. The little mermaid looked out toward the sea. Have you been shipwrecked? She nodded. Better to let him think that I come from far away, which is why no one knows me, she thought. She stopped him, and when he gazed upon her, she touched her throat. Do not worry, I shall take care of you, he told her. And he led her into the palace, gave her rooms, and before she knew it, the little mermaid was dressed in the finest silk gown. After dinner, there was singing and dancing. Oh, if only the prince knew how sweetly I could sing. When the dancing began, the little princess joined in. She glided across the floor like no one had ever seen before. And the prince told her, I want you with me always. But he could not understand why. Every day, he thought of the face above him after the shipwreck. Who was she? But every day he grew closer and closer to the little mermaid. He felt a pull to her, but knew not why. They went on horseback and listened to the songs of the birds in the forest. They danced at court every night and sailed in the afternoons. You remind me so much of a girl I once saw, a girl who rescued me after that fateful shipwreck, but a girl who I shall never see again. And yet I feel you are her, he said. The little mermaid nodded and tried to tell him with her eyes, I am her, I am she who you speak of. But it was no use. The prince's thoughts were always trying to see her face through the beams of light from that morning after the shipwreck. It was the 14th day. 
The little mermaid was growing worried. What would she do? One more day and she must choose. She knew the prince cared for her, but it was not enough. They went out riding and rode up the side of a hill in hopes of making a picnic at the top. But the prince's horse stepped on a stone that gave way and he stumbled. The prince was thrown to the ground and rolled down the hill. The little mermaid dismounted and ran down after him, almost falling herself a few times. He landed next to a stream, the sun shining down. She kneeled over him, trying to rouse him. When he finally came to, he opened his eyes and saw her. Truly saw her. And for the first time, he knew it was her. And he reached up and kissed her. It was love and magic and destiny all in one. Finally, the little princess thought, he sees me. Will you have me? Will you marry me and spend all eternity with me? He asked her. The little mermaid nodded and he kissed her again. Then let us not wait. Let us be married today. And so it was. By the sea, in the place where she had saved him, they were to be married. But just as they were about to make their vows, the witch's cackle began all around them. <laughs> and suddenly, the little mermaid was once again a mermaid. A force pulled her back into the water and out of the prince's arms. The prince jumped in after her, swimming far out to where it was deepest. He could see her. Something was pulling her down and he tried to swim far enough to get to her, but he could not reach her. She wanted him to go back, for if he stayed he would drown. But he tried time and again to get to her. Suddenly, there was a flash of light, and the little mermaid was released. The prince grabbed her hand, and together they swam to the surface. He touched her face tenderly. Oh, my love! You are of the sea, he said. A mermaid, the daughter of a king, said a voice. And when they turned, they saw it was the little mermaid's grandmother. She held a small bottle in her hand and took the top off of it. Speak, dear girl, she said. And the little mermaid croaked, Grandmama. They embraced. The witch was banished, but allowed to remain in her dwelling so long as she never meddled with any mermaid or merman again. I have vanquished her and returned your voice to you, but I wish to remain with my love. How will we be together if he has legs and I have a tail? It will be up to him. What say you, prince? Shall we return you to land? Or is it true love? Will you stay with us as merman? It will be up to him. What say you, prince? 
Shall we return you to land? Or is it true love? Will you stay with us as a merman? The prince did not hesitate. I will never leave her side. Grandmother touched the surface of the water. A small bolt shot out and a light enveloped the prince. In a split second, he was now of the sea. A merman. Shall you be married? Yes, they replied. And they lived happily ever after. The End And now it's time to take a deep breath, close our eyes, so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children. <laughs>